Welcome to What the Heck's Your Source for Warhammer Underworlds and Under 30 Confessions, just between you, me, and the diary. I'm your co-host, Davey, and I'm on my own for just a minute here. We're bringing you a very special episode. This is something we've been wanting to try out for a little while. Uh, this is in our lead up to the LVO, which as you hear this, if you're hearing it on the day release, well, hypothetically, we're currently competing in. We wanted to not take up too much uh, airspace with uh, preparations for what we're doing and pontifications, uh, but I thought I'd uh, try something a little different and maybe elevate some voices that we don't hear from all the time in our local. And uh, we're taking uh, as many people are interested in doing it, having them share their thoughts and hopes and fears for the upcoming event. Um, these are all recorded before we depart for Las Vegas, and. Uh, they're just whatever people feel comfortable uh, sharing. I've, I've kind of uh, given everybody a template of some questions, and they can answer as many of those as they as they like. Um, we're uh, like I said, we haven't tried anything like this before, so I hope you enjoy. And uh, hopefully, I'm I'm already playing against you out there. Uh, be well. Hi, my name is Alex, and I began playing. Underworlds when Night Vault was new. At the time, I was pretty new in Age of Sigmar 2, but played plenty of other board games. I grew up loving chess, and Underworlds felt pretty similar to chess, but with cards in between. Um, for the Grand Clash, I'm bringing my favorite warband, Cogger's Ravagers. Uh, and it's easy for me to make that decision because Slaves of Darkness is my favorite faction from Age of Sigmar. And uh, I, as much as I like the Dark Oath, I like the Chaos Warriors and their bulky armor better. Plus the duality of Zarshia and Kagra, their sisterhood of bitterness. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, but I also, I, I tried a lot of deck pairings with them before settling um i liked daring delvers but also felt bad with pings and then the pings only got worse for a while i liked toxic terrors and had some good fun with that um void curse thralls was really fun but then uh in the finale of our local league i got destroyed and saw all the faults in my void curse thralls so i Ended up rethinking it and going for Breakneck Slaughter. And I would have done Force of Frost because Avalanche and Wizards and stuff would be cool. But my my, my wife wanted, the, wanted that deck for her nemesis. So yeah, Breakneck Slaughter. My goal is to make it into the top 10. That would be awesome with Kagras because I'd love to represent that they're as good as I think they are. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. I've I've performed or I've competed with them before, but didn't perform the best. And uh, I fear just getting, you know, dusted early and not making it to day two or something. I don't know. Um, and for the Rivals event, I wanted to do something really fun and not just a warband cards i wanted to pick a deck and you know run with it and toxic terrors was what i really wanted to do but i couldn't find anything that inspired me for them so i was like maybe i'll do godsworn hunt with void curse thralls because you could suicide aggro with that plus uh 
foiling opponents' plans with void cursing Ephilim or something would be dope. But um, uh, in practice, it was pretty difficult and brainy, and your fighters just die. So I thought maybe goats. But they're same, same, so I don't know. And for some reason, I don't know why, but I think about Thundrix Profiteers a lot. And they all gain a wound when they inspire. And so it's like, how can you inspire them good and rivals to make them even better to just double down on stats? And I think Paths to Prophecy would be pretty good because you can just sit on an objective and shoot. And in in practice, it works. So I think that's what I'm going to be bringing. Um, But I think coming to an end here, I love Underworlds and all the fun rules that augment the game. Uh, You may have heard before, but I like Knockback and I welcomed Lethals and Beastgrave with open arms. A lot of people hated that, but uh, I don't know. I also love how cinematic and down to the wire the game can feel. So sometimes one dice roll and a huge swings in either direction it's it's incredible and so fun i think that's it bye all right let's do this so uh what's your name and something you want to share about your personal connection to worlds so this is skylar uh one of your hosts personal connection uh to underworlds uh that i want to share uh, I feel like you guys all know my journey uh, already, and uh, I love elves, so I think that'll kind of lead into our next question here. What are you bringing to the clash? And that, my friends, is Headcrackers Fort Crackers. That's right, <laughs> not elves, but we're bringing back the Fort Crackers. And uh, how did you settle on that faction, and how did you decide what deck to pair it with? Uh, I settled on this faction because um, I had shelved them uh, for a good while and I wanted to revisit them after an amount of time had had lapsed where there were more to the like nemesis decks to the meta and even new rule sets. Uh, And so I'd kind of I'd kind of set them aside like it's it's a war band that I love and I've, I've returned to. Um, at least here in this case, and I keep returning to, and with death gorge, uh, specifically, they have gotten a lot better. Um, so they have their three glory surge, great hunters, uh, that becomes more reliable for them. Now that, uh, there has been that move addition to charged out and that move addition to charged out helps them a lot with uh, the flex part of them. And that's my favorite way to play them is the flex route. And that's what Headcrackers Fort Crackers is built around uh, is the flex element. And I brought them back out thinking that I like just to a game night and I was like wanting to give them another go in the meta as it is today. And I remember thinking like, I wonder if this is just going to feel played out for me. And it didn't. Uh, it immediately re-grabbed me, and I was having a lot of fun just um, playing with this uh, playing with this warband th- and deck that I had built for a different time in the meta once again. Uh, and just like, how does it fit into that puzzle now? And I really enjoy that. 
a lot. Uh, like Boyd Kirsten didn't exist before. Uh, when I was playing them, Ephilim and Domiten uh, didn't exist when I was playing them, you know. Uh, so, so it's been a minute, and uh, I was just uh, just quite pleased. So, uh, first and foremost, it's a warband that I'm just excited to be playing. Uh, is really what it boils down to. And then, um, when it comes to my deck pairing, there is one card I had to tweak, and that is. Uh, I had to remove the great stomp and that's as a result of the new uh, clarification that there is absolutely no way to push zero, even when you're choosing up to one. Uh, so the great stomp used to be a tool where you could choose which of your four orcs you wanted to uh, push forward. And you could just say, you know, up to zero on the ones that you didn't want to push. And so it, could literally push the whole warband or as many of them as you wanted. But now uh, with the firm ruling that they must push at least one, uh, that card actually becomes pretty um, not ideal in a flex build. Uh, not where I want to spend a lot of time holding because uh, it's just going to tempt me off of uh, my positions. And the beginning of the game, I'm already getting onto feature tokens if I'm playing right. And so that's only going to pull me off of them. Uh, but take their positions is the slot that I've uh, chosen to replace that with. And I like that a lot uh, now that I'm playing them flex. Like when I ran them the last time, uh, this puzzle saw me invading quite a bit. Uh, whereas I suspect at LVO, I'm going to be playing a lot more back uh, and trying to play counterpunch, trying to out passive warbands and not be the beatdown myself. So, uh, what are your goals and fears for the event? My goals uh, are pretty simple. Uh, so I always have a goal of making it to day two. That means a lot to me. I just I really want to be able to uh, make it to that top cut and compete uh, in that second day where everybody that's there you know, has made it through day one. And I feel like that day two... Uh, has a chance, uh, not not a guarantee, but has a chance at being those like higher heady games. And ultimately, um, that's what draws me to these competitive events is I just want to play great games of Underworlds. And I want to walk away from, uh, with like a close win or a close loss and just know I felt like I played to the best of my abilities and I was up against somebody uh, who who was doing the same and you know however it shook out that and this is actually my second goal is again that I felt like I played to the best of my abilities that I look back at the game and I can say like ah, like I did I like I played that as close to perfect as I could maybe the dice uh, weren't in my favor maybe the draw wasn't in my favor um, maybe I got outplayed uh, and I love that I get energy, uh, from getting outplayed because, uh, it means there's, there's more for me to improve on. Um, so, uh, I guess, uh, I also kind of want to touch there that, uh, I don't like setting a goal higher for myself than making it today too, because this game for me is not about like, I need to hit first at a tournament at some point. I would love that. Don't get me wrong. That would be awesome. 
but it's not the goal for me. The goal is to go meet other people that are enjoying this game, see other metas come together, um, other like ideas uh, that I haven't seen uh, come to the table, people trying to counter what they think the meta is going to be, um, and just celebrate this sharing of this great game you know, with people and pushing myself to do as good as I can do. And if, if I come away from an event feeling like I played it as, as well as I could have, then I'm, I'm going to feel really good about that. What's more important to me than making it to the podium is making sure that my opponents along the way uh, are enjoying their games with me. Uh, I never want to walk away from a game and think that I was responsible for uh, a bad time because of the way I carried myself or presented myself. Um, if I see an opponent struggling, like I'm going to check in with him during the game. I'm not going to sit silently and let them struggle. Um, I just, I mean, that's, that's what I'm there for. So uh, I do have a couple stretch goals uh, outside of just making it today too. And my stretch goals are uh, be the best showing for head crackers there. Uh, I really want to see what I can do with Fort Krakas. Um, I think this pairing is fantastic, and I think people are sleeping on it. Um, and personally, I want to I continue to rep it. Like I, I suppose it's kind of, um, I wouldn't quite call it a meme <laughs> that I've created, um, but it's, it's something that I feel um, like I have a direct relationship to is bringing head cracker, fork crackers, um, out is something that I've done before. I've stood, <laughs> if you've been listening to the cast upon the hill and said, it's the best pairing for them. And so I need to, you know, put my money where my mouth is and, and go show, you know, how, how much I can do, uh, with this pairing. Uh, and hopefully, uh, that I'll be the best, uh, head cracker at LVO stretch goal. Uh, I'm not going to be disappointed if I don't hit these. I'm going to be enthused if I hit these. Uh, second stretch goal, uh, make a transforming charge uh, with Daco once. And what I mean by that is Daco is the only fighter in the game that can inspire mid-charge. And that has to work. Or the, the reason that is possible is because of the way their inspire works. So when he completes the move as part of his charge, the player performing that move will instantly gain the primacy because of the way the ability is written. That player will gain primacy at that moment. Well, additionally, Headcracker um, can assign that inspire the moment you receive that primacy. So you don't actually have to wait for an inspiration window here because it's not an inspiration condition that has been met. It is inspired that is occurring as a result of an ability um, that has just been triggered. Uh, so that's really cool. So I can move as part of the charge onto an objective into enemy territory. And then um, I'm on two dice uh, looking for swords at this point in time. And if I take that move action as part of the charge uh, and end up on an objective in enemy territory with somebody at charge length, full charge length, like three hexes away, then I've met the condition that there's no fighters within two hexes of Daco presently. And then I can inspire him and go from two 
dice on Fury to three dice. I think that'll be really fun. Um, it, I mean, it's one damage. It doesn't do all too much. Like uh, in most cases, if I'm actually able to utilize Daco uh, towards getting primacy, it's he's going to be on an island. There's going to be nobody within um, range for, for like that extended exact three spot range of him, you know, to grab me um, that, that really cool charge uh, moment. But let's see if we can get it once. So that's, uh, that's a stretch goal. And then the other stretch goal is, uh, and this, this is like, whew, I would be on cloud nine. Uh, so I reached fifth with head crackers, fork crackers at Adepticon last year. So this year, if I could make it to fourth place with them, um, that would be like my ultimate stretch goal. So we got three fun stretch goals. Um, be the best showing for head crackers, make a transforming charge with Daco once. And lastly, uh, make at least fourth place in the event uh, to just kind of push Fort Crackers a little further up a ladder. Um, but uh, to speak back to making it to day two, and that's my primary goal. One of the reasons I don't like the idea of bumping that goal up any higher than, than being able to be a part of that second day is you never know how the days are going to go. Like you don't know how many people are going to sign up. You don't know how many uh, of those people are really bringing like their, their absolute a game. Like it's an event full of sharks. Um, You don't know. You just don't know. Uh, And I like, I don't ever want to feel like I'm pressuring myself and losing sight of the fun by pushing the goalpost to the podium uh, I'd rather just be able to be a part of that second day uh, and earn that. And, you know, so, uh, sorry, uh, talking in circles, it's thing, uh, thing I've done more than once in the show, <laughs> something you're used to at this point, but it's even harder <laughs> when it's just me here alone with my thoughts and a microphone. So the next thing that we're going to do uh, is talking about my fears real quick. Uh, my fears are Hexman Hunters, for sure, uh, Drum, Drapers, Gnarl Spirit Pack, Domitan Storm Coven. So I'm going to try to lump some of this together. So Domitan Storm Coven, I'm scared of because I haven't practiced uh, in Nemesis against them much. Uh, Phil was rocking them for a good while uh, when we had a championship league and then a championship tournament. And he, he won that at that time. So I was familiar with them, but I haven't had a chance to really test what I'm doing against them. And I think their range is really going to help them out quite a bit. Um, I'm hoping that I can really take advantage of the uh, Aether passing around that Inspire early and probably actually use that to set up my round two like kind of let them push themselves a little further. Maybe I get a hit on somebody when they're on one shields instead of two, but ultimately um, kind of score what I can round one and then just run in really hard round two. We'll see. Um, I got to think that one through. I've got a, a whole flight uh, to contemplate things um, that I'm going to plan on uh, strategy wise. So uh Hexman Hunters, we're going to group that one with GSP 
and drapers. Um, so here, my fear is just um, uh, just getting totally tabled. Uh, <laughs> I've had some bad games against them recently in testing, and uh, I just got just horribly out aggro, just absolutely slaughtered. So uh, we'll see what we can do there. And then Drom, the goal here is actually going to be to try to out passive them. I'm going to, like, even though I'm playing with Fearsome Fortress, and that's going to normally pull me to um, that fortress territory within one of no one's, I would rather uh, hang back, make them come to me, and try to score what I can in my territory, try to mulligan for more passive hands, uh, and then deal with them once they are forced to come in themselves uh, and hopefully out passive them. So uh, if a drum takes a card on their first turn, I plan to take a card on my first turn uh, and uh, kind of just match them and, and not fall for like needing to run across the line. Um, all right. Two more questions left. Uh, what about the Rivals event? So uh, here uh, I, get to wrap, uh, I get to wrap some elves. Uh, I'm either going to be wrapping Elethane's Soul Raid with Toxic Terror plugged in, uh, I'm really excited about that. It's one of my favorite warbands in the game to play. Uh, favorite aesthetically. Uh, I mean, I just love elves. Uh, <laughs> uh, I came from... Uh, I've, I've shared this in the cast before. Uh, Age of Sigmar Champions. Man, I feel like there's a little more to that title. Um, but the Champions card game. Uh, and I used to, to run an item that deck in there that was really control-based. Uh, and it translated really well, like from an expectation standpoint, when I got my hands on Elethane Soul Raid. So I've always always enjoyed uh, that they've got like a high skill ceiling and that they are a little bit of control aggro. And I think the Toxic, pair, toxic Terror uh, Rivals deck plugged into them is just going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and I think it's going to flow really well. Uh, if... I decide for some reason that I don't want to run Soul Raid at the event. Um, maybe uh, I just uh, did really, really well with Headcrackers, Forecrackers the day before, and I want to lay off the gas a little. Uh, I am bringing Skase Wild Hunt with me. Uh, they're my first love, uh, and uh, we can always see how, how well we can push them through uh, a Rivals tournament. It's also the only Warband uh, I myself have completed paint on today. So... Uh, all right. Uh, any final thoughts to share? Hmm. I guess I'm just really excited to be doing this with um, eight travelers. Uh, my wife uh, is coming along. Uh, Brian's wife is coming along. Uh, six of us are competing. And uh, yeah, I think this is one of the reasons that we do this uh, is to build memories it's one of the reasons why I enjoy the idea of traveling and paying, playing competitively is uh, you get to go with, if you can, you know, uh, members of your local. I think that's so exciting to go together and have this shared experience, but also to meet the rest of the community and, and all the people that show up uh, and to just play great games with people that uh, are also like this invested, right? To uh, go to this event, to play Underworlds there, to, for that to be, you know, their game of choice for the event and uh, have a blast. So just looking forward to all the memories made. All right, well, thanks for my time. I was given a strict 
cutoff here and I can see that I'm up against that time. <laughs> so uh, thanks for listening. Hi, my name's Jazz and I just started playing Unworlds in Night Vault with my then boyfriend, but now husband. I also played AOS for a turn. Um, we've always played board games and enjoyed them together with friends, but there's not a game like Unworlds. Uh, for LVO, I'm going to be bringing the Crimson Court with Force of Frost. The Crimson Court have always been my favorite warband. I'm a little obsessed with vampires, but I'm a little bit sad that Hunger is only in their faction deck and the cards have cycled out. I thought Dire Chasm was such a cool season. I would feel they would perform well when paired with a newer deck, though, for this tournament. Uh, plus, having three wizards as vampires is super cool. Uh, you can have Prince Duval and Gorath with his staff. And you could give the Everwinter staff to a nice and turn him into another wizard. It'd be so cool. And Abyssoth's Avalanche is super rude. And I think it'd be such a cool card to play and bring. Hopefully, they don't nuke it. But my goal for the tournament is... And LVO is to just have fun. Uh, I like going to these competitions just to go out there and meet new people and enjoy the convention. Not necessarily to compete, but if I make day two, that would be awesome. Uh, I also fear having too much fun at the convention before games and not having enough sleep. Uh, I was really on the fence with bringing the Blade Coven. I really want to paint them as beach Barbie mermaids, all sparkly and perfect. I'm a little bit of a perfectionist and I didn't finish painting them in time for LVO and I don't want to rush myself. So I think I'm going to bring my black powder buccaneers instead. I love painting warbands uh, just because you can kitbash them and make them extra special and different from everybody else's. Uh, just like my pirates, I painted them to be Aladdin, just because my name's Jasmine, like the princess. And so I did Gorlock as the Sultan Jafar, and Shriek is Iago, <laughs> and Pegs is Aladdin, and Mange is Abu. And then I did a modified uh, KG to be the genie in the lamp, and I took green stuff and I made him a cool little tail. And my friend 3D printed me like a little lamp and he's coming out of the lamp he looks awesome but in the end i'm super excited for lvo and can't wait to meet everybody cheers okay so what i'm bringing to the nemesis grand clash uh started off easy once the thricefold discord came out i knew i had to go with the slanish warband and ride or die until some other new shiny chaos came out that had to be particularly tempting since they are so interesting and have so much to work with. Uh, but then just what to pair it with. Um, kind of kept feeling an inclination to go back to my roots of Holy Objective, see if I can make it work. Uh, they have a lot. They have their surges in-house for casting or attempting to cast, so Seismic Shock, both Hold Objective and played into their what good they do have in their uh, objective pool with their casting abilities. So trying to bring their own casting as well as seismic shocks. Uh, a lot of support there for moving and manipulating objectives, pushing, and 
hold objective with wizards. Um, thought there also is doing plas- passive play, daring the opponent to come in and invade where they can poke. Because in my experience, the Thricefold, despite having some good profiles, are often really fragile. Um, having the two wizards also helps, but it has come with its own challenges. Uh, my confidence kind of keeps rising each time I hear somebody else say that they're going to be committing time to trying to solve and win and win big with Thricefold. Uh, but I have no idea where that's all going to shake out and who has a better pick for a nemesis pairing for them. So throwing my hat in the ring and we'll see what happens. Goals and fears. Basically, I kind of, because every time I've practiced with uh, Seismic Shock, I've realized that this is so fragile. I have so many fears. Goals for LVO is really just practice, get more games in, experience another con with a bunch of our friends. So I'm really not even aiming for the podium. I'd like to make at least uh, day one cut. That's that's really my goal. And I kind of see this as practice going into Adepticon for a proper attempt and see what everybody brings, see what it looks like after this latest FAQ and uh, use a con to prep for another con. Fears, plenty. Um, Hexbane, Void Curse Thralls, really brutal. Really hard to counter. Got some valuable games against them. Know more about what to expect. Um, it's just going to be some critical offense and defense roles for them. Whether or not I'm able to take the fighters down. But um, Headsman's Curse always lurking. Um, but I'll get to them later. Yeah, I'd... I don't know if uh, FLM's Pandemonium can outscore me. I tried to look at other decks, Fearsome Fortress, uh, Force of Frost, even Toxic Terrors. But with the Discord, it required too much engagement or more engagement than my Seismic Shock deck uh, asks. Um, That's not to say my Seismic Shock deck is perfectly passive. I don't think you can really get to that nor want to... Uh, see the meta get to a place like that where you can be perfectly passive in Nemesis. But I'm attempting. (laughs) So all those other decks I found required more interaction and I thought had a higher failure rate uh, because I don't think that the Discord um, are all that defensive. I've seen really quick games and sometimes you're even hurting yourself, so Looking at Icon of Excess, um, in this passive play, I've been able to really leverage that some games um, to great success. So not that that's the fulcrum, but I found Icon of Excess is really helpful for scoring those multiple surges for scoring uh, multiple spells earlier because successfully cast Icon of Excess, then... You make another spell attack action with Vestus, as well as if I can get another spell attack action upgrade onto Vexmore, could even have another one there. So can be very dicey. So I'm by no means confident in this pick, but we'll see. Uh, for the Rivals event, I'm not yet sure. 
I think I may be going with Dread Pageant's faction deck, uh, just because I know it so well. Uh, I tried uh, Thricefold with Seismic Shock just to kind of keep the fundamentals going so that I didn't have to practice multiple factions. Uh, so I tried Thricefold with Pure Seismic Shock, and by God, that was even worse um, in terms of the knife's edge that you're playing the game at. So don't think I'll be doing that. Instead, I'll be playing the Dread Pageant, probably. Um, which I feel a little bit bad about going into our next segment. Because I believe that our pink slip match will be occurring before the rivals match. So let's talk about that. So for pink slip match game, if you haven't heard, myself and Sleeksbull from Underworlds Underground... Uh, are going to be doing a pink slip game, which is to say a playing for keeps for a painted warband. So if I'm bringing a warband that's painted, he's bringing a warband that's painted. Whoever wins that match, best two out of three, goes home with the loser's painted warband and faction deck. So, so what am I bringing? Well, if you listen to my last prep video, uh, it's going to be my dread pageant. They're near and dear to me. Um, throwing down the gauntlet. I've been throwing some massive uh, GIF fear tactics at Sleeksbull, uh, trying to unsettle him, but it's all to cover up my own fear because they are near and dear to me, and I'm putting up not only one of my favorite warbands, but one that I want a local Golden Demon promo card with, and I'm putting the Golden Demon card up as well. Um, For me... Going to cons is about making memories with people we meet in the hobby and in the community. And I think putting the stakes on this makes it all that more memorable. Whether I win or lose, uh, whether whoever wins or loses, uh, the winner has to bring that war band with them if we are going to a uh, event or con in the future and we have a prob- possibility of crossing paths and playing another pink slip match double or nothing so should i lose i will absolutely be hunting and have further drive to go to more events more cons uh to hunt sleek Bull and get my dread pageant back um but that's not to say that i expect to lose i am trying to put my best foot forward with them i don't believe that this is a good deck but it's one that i'm familiar with um the dread pageant pageant uh, faction deck as well as breakneck slaughter um, I don't believe it's the best pairing for them uh, but I think it gives me a lot of options it gives me the ability to hang back because I have no idea what he's bringing so gives me the ability to hold objectives and be passive for a round if I need to let him come to me uh, with their hold objective objective cards and try and at least delay the fight. It's the best two out of three, so gives me options. If I need to invade him more, then I can turn on a dime and dive into his enemy territory. Breakneck Slaughter also gives a few defensive upgrades, which makes me feel a little bit better. But once again, I've been practicing this, and it's certainly not foolproof. What's my goal and fear? Goal is obviously to win. Um, at least put up a good showing and 
bring him something he wasn't expecting. And just at the very least, I win when I see the look on his face of what I'm putting on offer. Uh, but what I fear is Headspin's curse. Uh, my God. Played a practice match with Davian. The block was absolutely something I should have foreseen, but was absolutely crippling. Um, made some big misses trying to kill the the leader uh, and the execute the bearer of the sword, but the failed and it only got worse and worse from there. So that's probably the warband I fear most. Um, it's also probably a high likelihood of a chance that Slick's Bull might bring that one. Um, another one that would be rough would be uh, Iron Souls Condemners. That's one that I believe Sleek's Bull has been known to use and play with Tooth and Claw, and that can be a really savage pairing. So uh, that one is very much one I would... Um, well, both of those are very much options that I would sit back round one, let him come to me, and just pounce on the leader as soon as, or whichever fighter comes in, uh, to try and pick them apart as they come in. Pretty simple plan, uh, counter punch, but we'll see how it goes. And may the best man win. Uh, I would, I would feel bad a little bit because I believe the pink slip match will occur before the rivals event at LVO. So I may have to caveat going into our match with sleeks and beg his permission to use my slash his war band uh, for the Rivals event uh, going into it. Again, just going into the Rivals event with something I'm practiced at um, and rely on that, really, to try and carry the day. Don't really know what to expect with Rivals. I expect, well, I would imagine somebody's going to bring Faction Deck Ephilim, but maybe they would be too afraid to now with the recent far, but I don't think that's enough to keep them down or back. Really, Seismic Shock would be a real good pairing for them. But their faction deck is really enticing, so... Anywho, that's probably what I would expect to win the Rivals event would be Rivals Ephilim faction deck. Yeah. So... Well, if that's the case, then I'm just going to be diving Ephilim. So thoughts overall for LVO. Just looking to go and have a great time with the, all of my friends going out, our wives, and big, one big happy family going to meet a whole another segment of the Warhammer community. So that's really the highlight. Obviously, I'd like to get a crack at the golden ticket, but again, I'm kind of viewing this more as practice for Adepticon as a another opportunity and then from there potentially going and sniping some Canadian tickets so uh, LVO is not the end all be all for me looking to have a great time interacting with more people more community just super excited you know hopefully hope hoping to do well if uh if I have a stretch goal aside from day making day two at the Nemesis Nemesis Grand Clash it would be being my Nova performance, which was 10th. So that I'd be happy with. Um, for context, 
I ranked fifth at Adepticon and then third in 2023, 10th at 2023 Nova. So it's just my own kind of track record. So, all right, we'll see how it goes. See you guys in Vegas. Hi, my name is Bobby, and you may remember me from the Nova episode where we broke down our experience in DC. There I played Headcracker's Mad Mob with Fearsome Fortress, and this time around, that won't be the case. At LVO, I'll be running Draper's Wraith Creepers with Toxic Terrors. I chose to bring Drapers for familiarity reasons. Uh, it's a warband I simply love playing. Um, I love the setup that you can do with the push mechanic from the drummer as a reaction. Um, I like the aggro style of gameplay, and I feel like Toxic Terrors is a really nice pair with that for cards like Carve a Path um, and Superiority Confirmed, where it's slightly invade aggro with quite a bit of control given the poisons and uh, the gambits available. I actually ran into this pairing at Nova, played by a gentleman named Charles. Uh, he really opened my eyes to Toxic Terrors, to how much control that deck can truly offer. Uh, Drapers with Toxic Terrors has so much control with the range two. Um, it was pretty, pretty darn impressive. Um, so I, when I got home, I took that pair, put some cards together, kind of nodded my head. I was like, I think this can work, uh, and brought them locally to Madtown Throwdown, where I ended up placing first with that deck, so I'm looking forward to taking it to LVO to let other players experience what I thought was a really neat pairing. At Nova, I placed sixth. Going into LVO, I have a soft goal of day two, so top eight, uh, with a hard goal of fourth place or above. What I'm least looking forward to at LVO is Drom. That warband scares the hell out of me. Um, the push tech it has, the overhead smash and ping it has, uh, the damage it can do out the gate. Drama is a beast, uh, and I do not look forward to playing that warband. Force of Frost is going to be a rival's deck I'm not looking forward to playing against. Um, I think that that deck has a lot of flexibility uh, with aggro warbands as well as hold warbands uh, and anywhere in between. It's a really strong deck to pair with many warbands. Hey, if you are listening to this episode, you've probably listened to more than one from this podcast, so you already know me. I'm Davey, and I'm recording one of these just like everybody else. If this is somehow your first time listening to the podcast, well, I've been a co-host of this show for more than five years now. I've been playing Underworld since it started. Uh, first few games were Reavers with Sepulchral Guard, uh, throwing them down against Eric at uh, Holy Havoc, I'd say, back in probably 2017 anyway had a blast and have been enjoying it ever since has to be my first lvo so i'm excited for that uh as to what i'm bringing i am coming at this one with the gore chosen of drum i thought about that in a few different ways i wanted to bring headsman possibly as a uh, another option i i considered thricefold for a while i really like some of the control things but uh brian's been maining them so much it uh didn't have as many opportunities to try them out and uh i'd won one of our local leagues running running with uh gore chosen so at the end kind of fell back onto him i'll be pairing them with void curse thralls and that's another one that i considered some other options for uh I tried them out with Paths of Prophecy. I tried them out with Tooth and Claw. Uh, and, of course, plenty of reps with Void Curse Thralls. Really wanted to thank George from 
the Path to Glory podcast, and Willie from you would have heard him on our uh, Double Dutch episode, who's uh, represented Gore Chosen at Worlds. They kind of shared their thoughts on their decks and their takes, and uh, it just came down to taking the thing I was the most comfortable with, especially after the recent drop of the FAQ and errata seemed to shake everything up, and uh, some of the things that I haven't prepped for, well, I figured it was just best that I settle back into something I was most comfortable with. And that was uh, Gore Chosen and Void Curse Thralls. Uh, I do like decks that give me some control options, and uh, that's where the Void Curse Thralls comes in here, along with getting to do some cool moves, cool tricks with the Gore Hulk. Uh, I find them to be uh, more fragile than you'd expect because I never save on anything better than one block, so that's a challenge for me. But uh, as to what uh, what my goals and fears for the event are, I I have to say that uh, I'm just really looking forward to meeting a lot of folks. Uh, there's the Underworlds Underground guys. There's the Canadian contingent and all kinds of other folks I know to be going. And it's just really fun to be traveling with a big group of our locals. So that'll be that'll be great. Um, I uh, as for a goal, I, I kind of want to re- represent our team well, and that really is not so much uh, performing well, although I'd like to do that. But uh, I'd like, uh, you know, I'd like at the end of every game, you know, for the the person across the table to be glad they, glad we played that game, win or lose. Um, I'm as prone to tilting as anybody, and so I'm just uh, hoping that. I can keep that in perspective because when it comes to performance at the event, you know, uh, results wise, I'd be lying if I didn't say that there is kind of this stretch goal dream of maybe getting that golden ticket. It's really alluring. Um, I, I know that recently I haven't had the reps with the, with the changes to, to get me there. Um, I feel unprepared into a, a number of things. Uh, Gnarl spirit pack being a big one. Canaan's reapers. I expect to come back with, uh, with the change to the errata taking Abyssos avalanche off the table um and uh and i I recently got housed real bad by um by a thrice fold uh control build um there's other ones that i'm pretty comfortable with uh you know the the kind of bogeymen ephilims and storm coven Uh, i can i can hold my own into those and i'm just gonna rely on experience for the rest so i hope that's enough to get me to the top cut and i'd be i'd be proud of that happy with that um and uh that's that's kind of where i'm hoping for performance or and the idea that uh steel sharpened steel hopefully someone from our crew can get up there and be pretty excited for that uh as for the rivals event i have i really wanted to bring headsman's curse i i had been playing them as an option as a sort of a counter meta pick in my nemesis builds and i was wanting to uh, I was wanting to build them up. I, I really actually had a ton of fun with those guys. Um, played a lot of them into uh, Hexbanes. It felt actually pretty good because I could kill little things with uh, Terminus and, and bring back guys. Um, and uh, I just didn't get them painted fast enough. Uh, and so now I'm uh, now I'm kind of up in the air on them. Uh, I, I was finding the Nemesis builds I was building were about 75% faction cards and it felt like not much of a stretch to just make it the whole rivals deck. Uh, now I got to decide if I want to come with something partially painted. So they are packed, but uh, I'm bringing a couple long shot choices too. I've got uh, my chosen axes, kind of proud of that paint job. And I would just go straight void cursed with them. I'm pretty familiar with the, the void cursed thralls deck. I think it serves them real well. Uh, or as my other possibility for rivals, 
uh, kind of looking into <laughs> going full meme with uh, Eyes of the Nine and uh, uh, why not uh, going Malevolent Masks with them. So we'll see how that all goes. Uh, I, I may see how the Nemesis event goes and see how uh, how the mood takes me when it comes around to the, the Sunday Rivals event. Um, but uh, TBD on that one. As far as any last thoughts on LVO, uh, I'm just excited that it looks like the underworld side of things is going to be bigger than ever. Uh, myself, I've never been to Vegas. I'm not really a gambler, but uh, looking forward to going for a couple runs in a, a city that I've never been to, meeting a lot of folks, playing some games on the side, and just uh, just hanging out, enjoying stuff. So uh, hopefully I We'll see you slash have seen you there by the time you've heard this. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing what the uh, what the rest of our crew has for their, their thoughts. Uh, all right. Cheers. Thanks. All right. And that's going to be just about doing it for us. Uh, if you've enjoyed this episode, please get in touch with us at WTHCast or whatthehexcast at gmail.com. Uh, as Davey mentioned at the beginning of the episode, this is a new thing we're going to try. Um, something we have thought would be kind of cool, uh, instead of doing our normal, like road to whatever, uh, event, we're just going to have these sort of intros so you can get a chance to know what we're doing, but then also get to know some of our other folks from the local area and, uh, who's traveling with us to each event. Um, keeping it short and simple here, uh, just to try out the new thing and hopefully it's fun. So, uh, hopefully we'll see you out there. Catch you next time.